Welcome to Lonely Town, a killer's podcast with Derek and Jimmy. Today we're going to be talking about our pilgrimage to Zion National Park, well, just outside, to see Ted Sibley concert in person. It was a great time, and you're going to hear all about it coming up next. Now, the people outside Utah pronounce it Zion. So if you're coming in to uh, the park and you pronounce it Zion, Zion, now I can't even say it right, Zion, you'll fit in and they'll treat you with respect. If you say Zion, they'll raise up all the prices on you. And if you really want to fit in, you say Zions. Zions, yeah. Even though it is Zion National Park. <laughs> Most people in Utah say Zions. Like the banks. Yeah, the Walmarts <laughs> yeah. and the DI. That's a little trick. Trick of the trade. The DI. Yeah, if you say the DI and you're going down to Zions, people won't even bat an eye at you. <laughs> you'll, uh, you'll fit right in. So uh, going back to when we first found out this was going to happen, there was, uh, I think you're the one that told me. He said, have you seen that there's yeah, going to be a posted together? about it. Ted posted about it. And I don't know if we want to share this or not, but I emailed Ted to see if he'd come on the show. And just because we throw things out there to see what would happen. And uh, I got a very nice reply back. And in that conversation, obviously, he's not on the show. So that's been declined, at least at this moment. But I mentioned how we were going to go to this concert down there and... Uh, he said, well, if you come down to the concert, make sure to come in and introduce yourself after the show. And so I thought, well, I've kind of committed myself now. <laughs> the The theater was really a, a small venue, like maybe what, a couple hundred seats. Yeah. And so when we were looking at sales, um, especially early on, a lot of tickets were available <laughs> for a while. And I think me and Jimmy both wondered if it was going to get canceled uh, just due to not enough people... Uh, going and obviously um, it's not as long of a commitment for us as some people but it's what about a three hour drive and a hotel room or, or whatever or you know so I thought man if I do this and I just get me a trip to Zion's I guess I'll have to be alright with it <laughs> but um, as it got closer it started to fill up I was glad that we uh, purchased them when we did and got the seats that we got and uh, the day came and we, we traveled down separately we didn't go together. And so we have different experiences of that, I'm sure. Um, but, I mean, we get there, and it's a, it's a beautiful place. It's right outside of the park, like Jimmy was saying. Um, it was called the, the uh, Bumbleberry Inn. And they were famous for bumbleberry pie. Did you have you a slice of bumbleberry no, pie? No, I didn't know that. I so, didn't have me a slice of anything. Uh, so we got, we got there. We were just staying uh, down the road a little bit. And I decided we'd just go over there and have dinner and stuff, because why not? And so we, we ate a nice meal, and we had some bumbleberry pie. At least they told me. Maybe I was pronouncing it Zion's, and they, they took me. <laughs> but I had some bumbleberry What's pie. What's a bumbleberry? Oh, it was like a... Remember razzleberry? It was kind of like a blend of all the berries. It was kind of like that, but I guess they call it bumbleberry. They warmed it up for us, gave us a little scoop of ice cream. We went outside, sat, and looked at the... Uh, the entrance to the park there and it was uh it was uh, i was i was really excited but as we were walking around um i had like a gift shop and a, a few things like that uh for tourists uh in this bumbleberry inn this was like a theater i don't know there was kind of like the hotel in the back and then there's like a, a restaurant gift shop snack place and a theater that was on the same property but not connected to the hotel so we didn't have anywhere else to go, so me and my wife were kind of looking around at, at T-shirts and, and things, waiting for the doors to open because we were we were 
there on time and early and we're up and ready to go. So my wife says, do you think they're going to have an opener? And I just kind of laughed. And I said, no, I'm thinking this is just, I mean, you know, it's just Ted uh, doing a solo gig. Probably not. So <laughs> uh, we got, when we got in there, um, I was surprised they, they did have an opener and his name was Eli Milan. And he's a, he's a member of Ted's band. He did a he did an excellent job. I was really uh, really impressed with with it. Uh, I don't know how much of it was planned. The guy that introduced them, that was kind of the owner of the uh, the place, kind of acted like Ted just asked if this uh, Eli could could open or if they had anyone else planned. But uh, Eli came out. He sang some of his own uh, his own songs, and he did a few covers that were really good. Um, the one thing that really impressed me about that. Come to find out, we were kind of at a friends and family show. I think a lot of uh, people came up from Vegas to support Ted, and uh, a lot of the band, band members um, were from Vegas, obviously. Uh, and it's not that far of a drive. I think we calculated it was about two and a half, three hours, probably about the same as what we did for them. So, you know, uh, a lot of people came up to support him. And Eli did a song about his dad, and he talked about his dad. And said, you know, he had, I think he said he had an accident or something like that. He almost didn't make it, um, but he's here. And like, okay, cool. And he's like, he's here in the audience. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he sings this this nice, I mean, the song that was obviously from the heart about his love for his dad. And at the end of the song, you know, you're kind of doing your clapping or whatever. You hear his dad shout, I love you, son. And I'm like, it's not going to get any better than this. Like, we can just <laughs> go home, right? Like, you know, it was... Uh, it was it was really cool, um, and I a lot, I, of, a lot of love in that room. A lot of love in that room, but I mean, when you you get there, we didn't know Eli from anybody. Uh, he comes out, he's performing very well. I'm like, this guy's, you know, he's good. I, I'm enjoying it. Sometimes with openers, you never know what you're going to get. And then he sings this song about his dad, and his dad's shouting back that he loves him from the the crowd. And I'm just, I'm just like, what's going on here? Like that never happens. A very intimate uh, concert, and. Dedicated that song to his dad. Uh, later, I saw the parents kind of walking down. I'm um, guessing that was them. They had, uh, I think they had Ted shirts, but on the back, it had uh, said, you're right where you need to be. I think that's what it said on the back of their shirt, and that was one of Eli's songs. So, anyways, that was really cool, Jimmy. For for starters, I'll let you jump in here. I sound like I'm just taking over a whole travel log here, but uh, from, from your perspective, uh, start uh, wherever we're at. You were talking about openers that... You never know what you're going to get. For some reason, when you say that, the first thing I think of is when you guys went to a concert when we were in high school and it was opened by the Afghan Whigs. <laughs> that was Aerosmith. Aerosmith. 1999 Delta Center. Don't know anything about the Afghan Whigs, but I'll never forget they opened for the concert you guys went to. We, uh, yeah, we didn't really enjoy that as much as I enjoyed <laughs> Eli. Some people are probably big Whig fans out there, so I'm going to try not to offend them, but... Yeah, so we, in typical Jimmy fashion, we we arrived right when it was supposed to start. Uh, like last for the Killers concert, we missed Johnny Marr, but we made it just in time for for the Killers to start. Um, we we made it in time for the the opener this time, but uh, we drove over from St. George on our way down there. We passed an overpass that had these cups in the chain link fence where people, you know, sometimes they'll say "Welcome home" or vote for Pedro or whatever. <laughs> and uh, it was funny because it said, we love you, Ted. <laughs> and it was in the middle of Parowan or something. I don't know. It was pretty funny. So I took a picture of it through my 
bug stained window windshield. Anyway, we got there and just in time. I'm not a huge fan of like singer songwriter type music, but when you hear someone with that much talent live, you can really appreciate it. And uh, I think I've made it known that I'm a I'm a fan of the the Killers' harder songs <laughs> than the ballads. But yeah, it was it was really good when. Uh, Ted got up there with his band. I don't know how much they play together. I was I was really glad there was a full band because I know in the in, from seeing from, I've seen from some of Ted's previous posts of, of shows around Vegas. Sometimes it's just him, uh, acoustic. Sometimes it's somebody with a violin plays with him, and so to get a a, a full band was great, uh, for my taste. But <laughs> now I enjoy singer songwriter, but a full band was cool. And from what I understand, I could be wrong here, so correct me if you know. I think this was the first time they played a, together as a band, like the whole band yeah, together. Yeah, that's the impression I got. And I, I don't know if I read that on an Instagram um, post of one of the members or if Ted said that or if the guy introducing them said that. But somewhere in my head, uh, it struck a, a chord of this was their first time playing together. Well, I don't know if they'll ever play again. <laughs> it might have just been a group that yeah, got together. It, it might have been. Um, if that's the case, that was... I mean, I was impressed. <laughs> I, they, yeah, obviously um, they know music very well, but they could have practiced a whole ton. Uh, you know, they've had the the concert on the books, but they did very well. I think Ted came out there, and it was different than I expected. Um, like Jimmy says, you know, the Killers are a little more up, upbeat, uh, running around. I've seen Ted play with the Killers a few times, and then the stuff online. So you're used to seeing uh, him as the lead guitar, you know, running around stage playing Caution or, or whatever. Uh, this uh, this was his chance to, to be the quarterback, I guess. This is his album. Um, you know, obviously, we've heard some of the songs on the album and, and things before we went down here. So we kind of knew what to expect as far as the music would sound like. But uh, I think once he got comfortable, at first there's, you know, I, I think there's some nerves there. Um, there was kind of a glitch with the microphone stand. And just little things like that. Come to find out a lot of family members and stuff in the audience. And your first gig together as a band, there's going to be some nerves. Uh, but uh, once they got comfortable, I think Ted kind of settled in and uh, really explained what was going on. Well, that's one thing I liked about the concert is uh, you can tell Ted's a music teacher. Uh, but different than the Killers and Brandon just doing whatever his thing and running around confetti. Uh, Ted would tell us what what key or what chords or whatever major, this, minor, yeah. major minor the song was in and kind of explain things and go which totally over my head i don't, I don't know i could play a, a guitar if my life depended on it but to understand that he was trying to explain to everybody what was going on and kind of the flow of the concert and he kind of take his time to explain this kind of stuff i thought that was pretty cool been to a lot of shows been to big arena shows i've been to little you know backyard venue type things uh and or, or people playing in restaurants or whatever and I always, you know, I, I like a singer-songwriter. I'm a little different than Jimmy. I enjoy the other stuff, too. But uh, I've never had somebody explain kind of the flow of the show. And this is the chords or the major minors that we're playing in, and this is what's going on. Even though I didn't really comprehend what, what he was saying, because to me it's just good music. And, okay, I kind of get a little bit of this one's a little more upbeat or a little lower or faster slower to some extent. Just him taking the time to kind of explain that as he got comfortable and, and kind of working with the audience that way. Uh, I was a good. I, I thought it was a cool experience. One of the interesting things about the show was we sat on the second row. Uh, we didn't get tickets quite fast enough to get front row, but I'm pretty sure we were sitting in front of his wife and his brother, <laughs> and sitting in uh, behind uh, Marilee, 
I think is her name. She posted a bunch of pictures, uh, videos that were from the same vantage point as us. And we sh I wish we could have taken a chance to talk to, to at least to her. I, I feel a little uh, getting too personal when I start talking to the band members' families, but... Definitely wanted to give people space. Yeah, we don't want to be... Yeah. Once we started piecing together a little bit, you know, we just kind of wanted to give space and, like, we were enjoying it, but also, it's pretty cool. We don't want to be that guy. No, <laughs> we, we don't, but when you're sitting around with friends and family, it's almost like we got invited into a, a personal uh, concert, like a like a like uh, an experience. It was more than just, uh, you know, they always say, tell me it just wasn't another night. You know, they go on tour whoever the bands are and each night's basically the same thing and it's their job you know they're they're touring the world whether it's the killers or the rolling stones or whoever one gig's the same as the other i think this one where it was the first time it was the band and all the friends and family and and the location i think it's something that's going to be remembered so i feel like we got to be a part of something special uh whether or not that's true or not to me it is so it doesn't matter to anybody else because that's how i feel uh but uh, uh i did want to talk about some of the other um members of the band. Gregory Adams was on uh, the lead guitar or playing guitar that night. And since he's, most of these guys follow me on, on Instagram now, Jimmy and I follow them. We're friends. Uh, but at the time I had no clue who they were. Greg came out and what a, what a guitarist. He was shredding it. <laughs> what a guitarist, right? <laughs> he was good, yeah. Uh, and then I got thinking, well, if you're going to be the guitarist for Ted, you got to be good. You got to know your stuff. But there was times during the uh, the concert, and I know, uh, you know, it's kind of tradition to say, give it up for Greg on, you know, whatever. But Ted would just kind of look at him and, like, give him the head nod and, like, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Greg Adam, like, this guy's killing it. And, and he was. And so I wanted to make sure that we mentioned him. I, like like we said, we don't know if this is going to be a continuing band. If it is, uh, make sure you go and see him and support him. Uh, you, you won't be disappointed if it was a one-off. We got lucky. Um, on the bass was Johnny. And when Johnny first came out, he kind of had just the typical, uh, typical look of just kind of a kid in a band. I don't know. Johnny follows me on the Instagram now, too, so we're friends, so I can say stuff. But, but he kind of came out and was kind of sitting over there doing his thing, and he was on the other side of the stage, so we didn't get to see him a whole lot. But then there was a point in the show uh, where he kind of dropped his pick, but he was feeling it. Like, he was he was going to town. And he dropped his pick, and he, he drops down, and he picks it up, and he throws it in the crowd. <laughs> and after the song, Ted looks at him and says, what did you throw in the crowd? <laughs> And he's like, oh, it was my pick. It slipped down my hand or something like that. But I think this was uh, kind of Johnny's rock and roll moment of, like, he was feeling it. Uh, they were they were grooving up there, and he throws his pick out in the crowd. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was funny. And that was kind of the the, the point where I think uh, it kind of loosened up a little bit, and he kind of, his personality came out. And uh, not only was he talented, but he was funny. And he said something to the effect of, can I do my bass solo now? And Ted's like, <laughs> yeah, do your bass solo. So he plays his little bass solo, and uh, Ted says, well, can you do the Seinfeld theme song? And he's like, you know, interesting fact, that was done on a synthesizer or something like that. It wasn't, it wasn't played by bass. And he's like, well, can you play it? And he's like, no, I only know 12 songs, or whatever their set list was. He's like, <laughs> I only know those 12 songs. And anyways, I don't know. I, I really appreciated that, and I... I I, I thought the band, we kind of saw them blend together and group together a little bit there, too. Uh, the, the drummer was Dylan. I don't know if he follows me or not. I'd have to go look. I didn't I didn't refresh right before I came in here. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of being jokey about it. I don't know if people pick up. Sometimes people don't pick up on my humor. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm cooler than everyone because the band follows me or whatever. I just thought it would be funny because 
I don't know why. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Dylan, and uh, he did a great job. He was pacing the show and keeping time. And by watching them and, and doing this, there's no way you would have thought this was their, was their first show playing together. And uh, maybe I'm wrong on that again. Oh, but I was very impressed, yeah. I was impressed, and Dylan just kept, I mean, a lot of times I think the drummers kind of get, kind of looked over or, or whatever, but, I mean, they're they're... You know, keeping that beat and tempo going um, as much as the rest of... I mean, obviously, I said I don't understand music to start off the show here. But uh, anyways, they all came together there, and I thought that was uh, I thought it was a really good show. I'm um, glad we went. I'm glad we got to sit where we sat and have the experiences that we had. Uh, I hope Ted continues to pursue touring and, and doing shows as much as he can. I don't want him leaving the Killers or anything like that anytime soon, uh, especially going on tour with them, because... He's really talented, and I think he brings great personality and stuff on the stage. But uh, with that band, I was just really impressed, Jimmy. Yeah, same. Yeah, and I, I'm glad we got to hear Eli open because we didn't, you know, he didn't get his as a backup singer. He didn't get a he didn't get his solo, but I guess he got to open, so that was his that was his chance to shine. So you know, we were there for what hour and a half, and it's cool to be able to sit through something that relatively short and feel like you know these people and. And to get a, a good taste of what what they're capable of, and it was yeah, definitely definitely talented musicians. Yeah, um, during the concert, Ted mentioned, "Hey, stick around after the show, meet everybody." Um, I think he had some merch. They didn't have a merch stand or anything set up, but so I thought, okay, cool. We kind of leaned back a little bit, and uh, I think we were planning to go talk to him anyways. But I thought that's gonna make it a little easier because now I don't have to go up and say, remember me, you know, we had that email, and, and anyway, so... Uh, are you going to the end, or should we talk about the set list first? Uh, go ahead okay. with the set list, yeah. Yeah, so I was just going to mention on the set list, he did a lot of his own uh, of songs from his album, and uh, he did a, a cover of Wild Horses by Rolling Stones, and he did a cover of Everybody Wants to Rule the World, and... Did some great jamming on that song. <laughs> and then he did a couple of new songs that I think were debuts, and so we I felt that felt pretty special to hear that with the full band. And I hope it's not too personal to <laughs> to share, but since his wife was sitting right behind me, you know, there's a couple he he mentioned a lot of the songs have love in them and a lot of them are about his wife. So, you know, I to sit right behind the person he kept making eye contact with during the songs. It made it cool to see, you know, that connection that he has with his wife and the person that a lot of the songs were about or inspired by. So uh, I don't want to sound creepy, but... <laughs> no, I think um, that was sense. That was cool. And the, so when when he started playing one of the new songs, I heard his, his wife say to his brother, this is my favorite of his new songs. And so I knew that one was a special one. I had to get on video. And nice. uh, I think it was uh, the song Move On, which... Uh, you, you know, you can find on the Ted uh, fan page on, on Instagram that Marilee, uh posted. So, yeah, go check that one out. That's Ted's wife's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's one of those Again, things. I feel like a creep. I'm sorry. No, no. But I think it, it was it was cool. I wanted to. I think it's one of those things where you see these people as, uh, you know, touring musicians or celebrities, and you kind of forget their, their people. It's nice to know, you know, they have wives and parents and uh, brothers and sisters are there to support them. Uh, I think we've talked about Brandon's nieces and nephews and stuff before and and stuff like, I mean, his mom comes up on occasion or his dad. Uh, it's just nice to touch base and remember, uh, yeah, they're, they're people and, I mean, they're being supported by their family and, you know, it was just cool to be in that atmosphere. Um, sometimes we forget that and, I mean, just cool things happen. I mean, I think that was, 
I don't think you were creeping and easing over to her and saying, "Oh, well, what's he going to play next?" Or you, 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 his wife, or any. I mean, you know, it was. I think we were respectful, and uh, hopefully, we were, and we're able to pick up a few cool things because uh, we lucked out. I mean, really. No, I, I thought, yeah, it was a good set list. Um, played a, a, a good amount of, of songs. I really enjoyed the the Rolling Stones cover. Um, that's, that's a great song, and everybody wants to rule the world. I, I mean, I don't know. It was a, it was a fun time. Yeah. And like like Jimmy was saying, friends and family and his wife and brothers, I mean, I'm glad that we didn't do anything stupid or rude. I think if I'd been like, you know, 20 to 25 years younger and a teenager there, you, you start yelling, play free bird or thinking that you're funny and stupid stuff. So I was glad I was mature enough to handle that experience. <laughs> we haven't always been that mature. No, but there, there, might, that. there might have been a time I'd yell, Mr. Brightside or <laughs> something. So it, it was a real cool experience, and and afterwards, uh, like I was saying, Ted said, "Feel free to stick around and meet us or meet him." So I was that was nice. We have had uh, an aisle way between us, I guess the the two stands, two sets of bleachers, and somehow Ted was standing like kind of in the middle of the bleacher, but he kind of caught right next to me. So Ted was standing right there, and he kind of like looks over at me, and I thought, well. I don't know. I don't know if this is awkward or not, but I'm going to introduce myself because why not? This is what we're here for. So I just said, hey, I'm, I'm Derek from the Lonely Town uh, podcast, and I thought I was going to have to explain who we were, and I didn't know if he answered the email, if that was his wife, if they had somebody else doing it. Um, I didn't want to like assume anything, or don't you know who I am? Obviously, we have like ten have tens, of followers. tens of followers, and we're from <laughs> Nephi. So, uh, anyways, right as I'm saying that, he says, oh, yeah, I recognize your voice. <laughs> and uh, he could knock me over with a feather there. <laughs> and my wife's sitting right next to me, and she's just kind of dumbfounded, too, I think. And I said something like, oh, that's scary. I don't know. I said something stupid, I'm sure. And I'm like, why would, like, why would he recognize? And then I put it together. Ted's listened to the podcast. <laughs> And we talked for a minute there. He was kind of moving around talking to some other people, and we went up and talked to him later. But Jimmy, how how did how did that message uh, make its way over to you when I said I don't know if you heard or if I told I you? I think I heard him. Yeah. When you realized that that Ted's listened to Lonely Camp Town, a, a Killers podcast, what were your initial thoughts there? Well, I don't remember what I first thought, but you know that kind of information makes me worry. Which one did he listen to? How well did I edit it? How well did I edit us? Hopefully, it wasn't like, oh, this is garbage, and turn it off. But yeah, he was he was really kind. You know, we were able to take a to go down and talk to him a little bit more later after some more of the people had cleared out, and go stand down there and talk to him at the front and buy a couple CDs from him and get a picture with him. But you know, and that's what the owner, like you were saying at the beginning, he got up there and was talking about how great it was to work, easy it was to work with him, how helpful he was to to line up a Eli as the opener, and he wasn't just saying it; it was it was definitely true. He, he took time to talk to us, and you know, we asked him some questions about some killers related questions, and, <laughs> and you know, just tell him how great a job he did and how how cool it was to be there. And yeah, to see pictures now. Now that they're back on tour, you see them up there on a festival stage in Sweden or whatever. It's like, hey, that's the same guy. It's just, it's, it's cool that we got the to, that he took the time to, to talk with us for a few minutes. Yeah, he definitely uh, gave us a lot of time. Very personable. Um, I mean, we we went back down there and talked to him afterwards for a good chunk of time. I don't know how long exactly it was, but 
I felt like uh, we probably took up more than our fair share, but we kind of stayed back and let everyone go and go and talk. And uh, eventually, his wife said, "Hey, come over here, take some pictures." Yeah, picture, yeah. And we're like, "Yeah, we'll get out of your hair." But uh, no, very, very nice. Like, what a friendly guy, what a nice guy. Uh, talked about killer stuff. Talked about the podcast. He said uh, some complimentary things about the podcast again. And I don't know how to take compliments that well. So I, again, probably tried to say something jokingly or stupid. So hopefully it didn't come across uh, too bad. But very, very nice. Uh, one of the things when we were leaving, I said something to the effect of, well, hopefully, you know, we'll talk to you again or something sometime. And he said, oh, yeah, definitely. And I'm like, why? Why? Like, why definitely? Like, I mean, to me, it's like, maybe I'll see you again sometime and wave or so. I don't know. And he's like, oh, yeah, definitely. We'll talk again. You know, I'll be up touring through through Utah here at some point. So, again, I see that as an open invite to go to whatever. Obviously, if Ted comes around from this point on, I think we're going to do our best to go to the shows as best we can. Hopefully, ex- hopefully accepts our money when hopefully, we buy tickets. Hopefully, yeah. accepts our money. Hopefully, uh, i got a few ideas, and I'm always uh, turning things in my head. But, again, just went out of his way to be uh, nice to us. Didn't have to be uh, by any stretch. Or he could have just said, hey, nice to meet you. Take a picture. You want to buy a CD and leave. But... Just really nice. I don't know. I, I know when we've talked to like Sophie and Matt and some of these other people, uh, that's usually what comes up with Ted is just what a nice guy he is. But I couldn't say anything else but that. I don't I don't think anything else would be my experience. Just really nice, friendly, warm, talked to us like we were old friends for, you know, a good amount of time, answered all my stupid questions or things. Uh, when we were leaving, my wife did say, like, yeah, those questions locked and loaded. And I thought, well, uh, one, I'm, I'm kind of used to doing this podcast thing and talking to people, and I do come up with questions. Uh, I was hoping to get him on the show initially, and so I did have, you know, we think about questions and things we'd say, but then I just thought, uh, we, sometimes you just get an opportunity and you got to ask things. So hopefully I didn't say anything. I don't think I went out of bounds anywhere or asked anything no. I shouldn't say. But, again, just really nice guy. Uh, the band, great band. They were all stacking around. Family was there. It kind of felt like we crashed the family reunion party or something like that, and we just got to sneak in. So uh, a great place. If you're ever down in, in the, the Zions uh, area, go to the Bumbleberry Inn. Uh, they looked like they were having entertainment nightly. They talked about having new speakers set up, a new sound system, and it sounded like the, they were trying to get the word out about these concerts. So Yeah, go support them. Maybe Ted will be able to come back there again at some point. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Um, that's, that's pretty much my experience there, Jimmy. We went home, and... I'll drive home. I was just kind of in this, this or the hotel, I was kind of in this phase of like, Ted listens to the show, he recognized my voice, and uh, he didn't say leave, or, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or you guys are doing a horrible job. If anything, he went out of his way to say, you know, what, what a great podcast we, we do, and uh, very, very flattering. So thank you, Ted, if you're listening to this. Maybe he gave up listening, I don't know. Well, that's Derek's TED Talk. That's my TED Talk. You know, we're obviously a Killers-related podcast, and by extension... We're also Ted fans, and he's touring around with with the Killers and putting on a great show, standing in front of tens of thousands of people, giving these guitar solos to songs that everybody knows and singing along with. Very technically masterful with the guitar and knows his stuff. Great performer and worth going to see if you get a chance. Yeah, I'd say uh, just here at the end before we wrap up, uh, just, just remember, you can go and support Ted uh, if you got guitar lessons. If you want to learn how to play or write songs or anything like that, uh, go to his website. He has lessons. If your kids are like wanting to learn how to play the guitar in school or whatever, you can have a better teacher than, than Ted. I mean, honestly, like when we were at the concert, he's sitting there explaining the, what's going on here. Like, obviously understands music. 
And what a cool guy to say you learned the guitar from. So uh, go support him. Uh, his band members were were great on their own. I, I'd go look them up and, and uh, give them a follow and all that on social media too. Uh, I think I mentioned all their names throughout there. Overall, just a great experience. And if you're in Las Vegas, I, I know a lot of uh, Killers fans make that pilgrimage. A lot of these guys are playing around local shows or casinos down there. So uh, maybe you're not going to be able to see the Killers when you're in town, but uh, you might be able to look up and see where uh, where Greg or some of these uh, other people. I remember Greg. Dylan and Dylan and Johnny. Eli, Johnny. These guys are going to be playing around town, and if you have a chance, go see them. I mean, they were great musicians, very talented, and... Handpicked by Ted, so you know they're qualified. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> uh, support those people that support... Uh, Ted that supports the killers that supports you. Yeah, we'll put the we'll put their Instagram handles in the there you go in the show notes so you can find them and check them out. Definitely was was worth the trip and I do it again in a heartbeat. So hopefully we get another chance. Yeah, I hope to do it again. And that's another episode down from Bumbleberry Town. 